So the reading today is Matthew 21, verses 1 to 11, and it's found on page 988 of the Church Bibles. When they neared Jerusalem, having arrived at Bethpage on Mount Olives, Jesus sent two disciples with these instructions. Go over to the village across from you. You'll find a donkey tethered there, her colt with her. Untie her and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you're doing, say, the master needs them. He will send them with you. This is the full story of what was sketched earlier by the prophet. Tell Zion's daughter, look, your king's on his way, poised and ready, mounted on a donkey, on a colt, full of a pack animal. The disciples went and did exactly what Jesus told them to do. They led the donkey and colt out, laid some of their clothes on them, and Jesus mounted. Nearly all the people in the crowd threw their garments down on the road, giving him a royal welcome. Others cut branches from the trees and threw them down as a welcome mat. Crowds went ahead and crowds followed, all of them calling out, Hosanna to David's son, blessed is he who comes in God's name, Hosanna in the highest heaven. As he made his entrance into Jerusalem, the whole city was shaken. Unnerved, people were asking, what's going on here? Who is this? The parade crowd answered, this is the prophet Jesus, the one from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today, as Ruth has said, is Palm Sunday. Uh, and as we begin to think about this, I'm going to invite uh, some of our church family who are um, formed a, a drama group called ACT, who are going to help us think about this a little bit more to start with. No. No, I distinctly said 637 palm crosses. No, well, you got it wrong. You've given me 37, and I said 637. Yeah, that's distinctly more than what I, fewer than what I asked for. That's considerably worse than what I said. No, no, our electoral roll is up to date. Got any other bright ideas? No, I've asked them, they're out of stock. I know, it's as if other churches needed palm crosses too. Great, any other bright ideas? Well, I know who I'll need to come to when I need a donkey. Simon, that is so rude. What on earth is the matter? Who are you on the phone to? It's the crosses for Palm Sunday. Our suppliers have completely let us down. Well, how has that happened? I don't know. Apparently, there's always a run on them at this time of year. Have you tried any other suppliers? Tried Amazon, eBay. None of them have got enough in stock. Not for the numbers we need. Simon, where's your faith? Haven't you heard the story about the loaves and the fishes? I don't need this right now, Katie. I may as well be trying to feed the 5,000. I couldn't organise fresh breath in a toothpaste factory. I've got cross all... I've got cross palms. All I need is palm crosses. Well, you've got the PCC tonight. Why don't you ask them? The PCC? Katie, I need a solution. I don't want them getting involved. I usually just sit there and say nothing. I know something's up when I open my mouth, particularly if it's during the finance bit. Oh, well, at least the eggs are sorted out, aren't they? Uh, you did sort the Easter eggs, didn't you? I'm sorry, I've completely forgotten. Oh, I don't believe it. One more thing to add to my list. If we get 37 of those, the kids will riot. 
Why don't you pray about it? You know, what would Jesus do? Jesus has got nothing to do with this. You are supposed to sort the eggs out. I've got this and a million and one other things to do, otherwise this service is going to be a complete disaster. Well, hang on a minute. I've had work, the kids to sort out, not to mention the fact I'm eight months pregnant. I'm sorry. It's not just this. I've got to organise collecting the branches from Newbold Common. The council haven't got back to me about that. I can't find the service sheet from last year, so I don't know what's happening when. And then there's the advert that's delayed at the printer's. Simon, I really think you need to give this up to the one it's all about. I suppose I have lost sight of that. It's Matt. Hi, Matt. How are you? Yes, we do have a bit of a problem with that. How did you know? You were praying for me. Okay, go on. Ikea. Really? How many? Yeah, okay, definitely. You're never going to believe this. Matt's at Ikea, and they're doing a promotion on, on Palm Crosses for some reason. <laughs> given away by the bucket load. What sort of promotion? I love Ikea. Something to do with the Swedish flag. <laughs> yeah, go on, Matt. Well, how many are there? They're trying to get rid of all of them. Well, how many is that? You're joking. 637. Yeah, we'll take the lot. Thanks, Matt. Awesome. See you soon. Simon, you've been so stressed, you've forgotten who this is all about. Jesus. He's the one we're doing this for, and he's the one who's helped you now. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, we can't do anything about the Easter eggs, but at least we've got the palm crosses. Um, excuse me. I've got 637 Easter eggs to deliver here, but no return address. Is this for you? Fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, wonderful team. I believe the um, palm crosses are on their way. Could you text Matt and ask him to get me some meatballs as well? Uh, that would be great. Our acts group are available for weddings, bar mitzvahs, uh, anything else that you might require them for. Great. Thank you very much. The Easter eggs will have to wait until uh, Easter Sunday, but we'll have the palm crosses with us shortly, I'm sure. There are two things that I want us to think about uh, from the reading we heard a few minutes ago and from our sketch. And the first is this idea that God asks us to do sometimes some very strange things, but we're called to be obedient to him. Uh, in the reading, literally Lydia read to us earlier, Jesus said to his disciples, go over to the village across from you. You'll find a donkey tethered there, her colt with her, untie her and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you are doing, say the master needs them and he will send them with you. I wonder if you can picture that scene for a moment and how unusual it would have been. There have been theologians through the years that have suggested that uh, Jesus would have made arrangements for this donkey to be there in advance and everything else. But the text tells us nothing of that. As far as we understand it, this is something that Jesus tells the disciples to go and do. And the disciples, we read a little bit later, obey the Lord and do it anyway. Now, the Lord sometimes calls us to do strange and wonderful things as well. If we think about it, just sharing our faith with someone else is becoming more and more unusual. 
loving other people, particularly in public, showing God's love to other people become, shows a bit more, seems a bit more unusual as the years go by. It's a bit more countercultural as the years go by. I've got a very good friend um, who a couple of years ago woke up one morning and sensed the Lord say to her, go to the post office and do a handstand against it. Now, she's perfectly sane, I promise, um, and uh, she, but she's been listening to the Lord for a long time, and she knew that it was the Lord speaking to her, but she wasn't convinced that this was the right thing to do. And so she said, God, no, I'm not doing that. That's a completely weird and bizarre thing to do. Sorry, I'm not doing it. So she went and made her breakfast and sat down with her breakfast, and all the way through breakfast, the Lord just kept saying, go to the post office, do a handstand. Go to the post office, do a handstand. And so she thought, well, I'll go to the post office, but I'm not doing a handstand because that's just ridiculous. Um, but it, maybe it'll just get it out of my head. So she went to the post office and she stood outside and just really loudly, she felt the Lord saying, do a handstand, do a handstand. And in the end, she went, fine, just to stop it, I'll do a handstand. And so she did a handstand against the post office and somebody came over to her, ran across the road and said, can I ask you why you just did that handstand then? Uh, and she said, uh, well, yes, I'm a Christian, and I sense the Lord tell me to do it this morning. So I begrudgingly came and did it. And he went, I've been sat in that cafe across the road for about an hour and a half, praying to God that if he exists, would he send someone to do a handstand against the post office? God calls us to do some of the strangest of things. We're called to be in this world, but not of this world. And sometimes that will look very different. We'll look very different to those who are around us. But we're to have the obedience that the disciples have and to do whatever it is that God calls us to do anyway. One or two of you might know this poem. It's uh, attributed to Mother Teresa. It's one of those things that is very difficult to assign. It may well predate her. Uh, but it's a fantastic poem. I'd like to just share it with you. People are often unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and frank, people may cheat you. Be honest and frank anyway. When you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be, they may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give the world the best you've got anyway. You see, in the final analysis, it is between you and your God. It was never between you and them anyway. We're called to be different. We're called to be counterculture in this world. And we're called, first and foremost, to be obedient to God. Sometimes he may ask us to do a handstand against the post office. More often than not, it's some of those things, called to create, called to love, called to care for those in the world around us. And regardless of the opposition we might face, we're to do it anyway. 
Why? Because the second thing that I think we pick out of this passage is the fact, as always, that Jesus is Lord. Jesus enters Jerusalem and we see, they say to him, don't they, blessed is the name, is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. He comes as, as a coming king. It was only a few days later that those who were excited about his arrival in Jerusalem would see him crucified on a cross, would forget about him and would forget that Jesus is Lord. And I think it's sometimes easy for us to forget that Jesus is Lord of our life. A bit like Simon said in the sketch, what's Jesus got to do with it anyway? Jesus has far more uh, to do with Easter than Easter eggs do, however nice they might be. Jesus has far more to do with our life than perhaps we might allow him to. Many of you know, before I moved here, I lived in Bristol. In fact, before I lived in Bristol, a few years before that, I lived in Crewe in Cheshire. And uh, not long after I came back to the Lord, um, I, my life was, had had a bit of a turbulent time and I knew I needed to leave um, Crewe and go somewhere else. But I had no idea where it was that God was calling me to. And I spent quite a long time feeling a bit like Simon in that sketch, really frustrated, really angry that nothing I tried was working. And it was my vicar who said, like Katie did to Simon, have you tried praying about it? Uh, and my initial response, similar to Simon, was no, don't be silly, there's nothing to do with it, it's about me. Uh, fortunately, on the Monday morning, I woke up and the words of that vicar were in my head. And so I sat down uh, to pray. Spent about an hour or so in prayer and asking the Lord to guide me into what it was he was calling me to next. Uh, whilst I was praying, an email came in with an advert for a job in Bristol. Uh, the job I then applied for, was interviewed for on the Tuesday. Uh, I've got it on the Tuesday, moved to Bristol on the Thursday. Uh, and everything else went, uh, came from there. As with Simon, you trust in the Lord, come to the Lord. And remember that the Lord is Lord over all of our lives. So what do we need to remember today? We need to remember that we're called by God. It's God that calls us to do it. However odd things he might ask us to do are, we're called to be obedient to him and to follow him. And we're to remember that Jesus is Lord over our whole lives. We're going to pray uh, together uh, now just before we sing again. Father God, we thank you that you are Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And we are sorry for the times when we put other things in the way of you, when we trust in ourselves or in other things rather than trusting in you. We're sorry for the times when we don't show the obedience the disciples showed on that day. Lord, would you help us to hear your voice more clearly? and to follow your direction in our lives. As we were praying before the service, a couple of people had words. Firstly, the words, whoever is thirsty, let him come to me to drink. Lord, we thank you that you are the source of all life and love. Help us to remember to draw near to you when we are thirsty. And secondly, a picture of someone cutting down very tall Elandai trees uh, for the, at the bottom of their garden to let more light into their garden. And that picture was perhaps for somebody who needs to cut down things in order that God's light might shine more into them and they might know it more in their lives. The light's already there, but maybe there's things getting in the way.
Lord, we're sorry for the times we put things in the way. Would you draw near to us and help us to know your great love for us? We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.